Welcome to the Just a Runners podcast. We're here to talk about all things running and racing on the Youngstown area's first running podcast. Here's your host and Youngstown Marathon Ambassador, Bruce McIntosh and Pico. Hey everybody, it's me, uh, Bruce McIntosh, your regular host, and this week it's just me, and I'm here to talk about uh, this past weekend, my experience at the um, Wine Glass Marathon and Half Marathon. I ran the half. I know originally I was going to run the full, but um, training and things changed. So I ended up doing the half. Uh, so uh, my plan was to leave Friday, which went off as planned. My wife was supposed to get with me. Unfortunately, she wasn't feeling well and decided a five hour car ride wasn't going to work. So drove there Friday and I don't, I guess it threw me off my game and made one of the biggest mistakes you can make uh, on a way plan to go away to a race and left my shoes of all things I didn't bring any running shoes now the shoes I had on were a pair of old running shoes that I would use walk around you know you retire them you just use them but my racing shoes that I was planning to take with me to wear that day um, stayed home I remembered all the shirts I remembered like three different shirts so I'd have a choice decide that morning you know, make sure check the weather that morning. Uh, well, because the temperature could be off by a little. And it was a, I was probably about three hours or more into this ride that it was about a four and a half hour drive. I mean, I had to a couple stops from uh, Boardman, Ohio to Corning, New York. Actually, it was in a place called Painted Post and just outside of Corning and a little hotel there. Anyway, I figure, okay, not much else I can do. I'm not going to turn around at six hours of drive time because of this. This will also be able to tell whether my wife actually listens to the podcast or not. Because nobody tell her. I want uh, If she mentions this, I'll let her know. Uh, but I got there and my thought was, okay, there's an expo tomorrow. Maybe I can get a, hopefully they'll have something that I'm okay with the next day. And if not, uh Odds are there will be a running shoe store somewhere in the area. And both of those things I'll address in a minute. Uh, so I kept going. And I will say one thing. Uh, once I got in New York, I made one stop for a restroom. And this instead of rest area. And in New York, they also put up signs saying, uh, don't. It was like a tech stop ahead. So they're, they're trying to tell you, don't. Hi, Pika. Don't uh, text while you're driving. Get, get to the stop. They have rest areas. Which makes total sense. So, I went that far. And, and when after I realized that, and it was getting late. I had worked a half day. And I, I didn't actually leave till it was almost 3 o'clock. So, I was trying to not have to drive too much in the uh, dark. I wanted to get there where the light was still out. Yeah, I'm getting to that age now. Much to my... Not that I want to admit that. But I, I got that far. 
Got to the hotel, got checked in. And uh, it was an okay hotel. Uh, the big mistake here, I, the only problem was the location. I do prefer when I can get the host hotel or a hotel that's right there where you can walk to the starting line. It wasn't bad because after I got to know the area a little bit, because uh, I went for a couple drives uh, back and forth a couple times to where the buses were going to be or what are the finish line stuff. And if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see I posted a lot of pictures of the finish line area and all that. Um, but I went to that area and there was plenty of parking and the next day I did get there extra early. Um, try not to skip ahead too much. But this hotel was, you know, and I decided after I got there, it was after 8 o'clock, I was tired uh, after the long drive. So I decided that I ordered food, stayed in, and just kind of went to sleep. And I said I didn't even set an alarm, but I knew I'd be up in plenty of time. Uh, the expo was at 9 and my whole plan was go to the expo, uh, find some place to eat for lunch and dinner, and uh, get to know the area a little bit for Sunday's race. That was Saturday's plan. So got up and the hotel had a breakfast, so I had that there. Uh, it was your basic hotel room breakfast. It was fine, uh, but went uh, to the Corning in Corning, Ohio, they have the Glass Museum, the Corning Glass Museum, and that's where the expo was held. Now, I didn't go through the museum since I was by myself all week. I decided if it had been the two of us, it might have been fun to go through. They had a glass blowing thing and all this. But I was at the, got to the expo, went through the line, got my shirt. Uh, I really liked the shirt. Uh, that came with it and they put a little champagne bottle in the bag and then a glass uh, with sketched on there uh, wine glass race series and walked around I picked up a few things I got a uh, jacket to wear and got the wife and uh, my stout daughter a shirt um, and picked up a new cowbell added you know had got a chance to add a cowbell to my collection. Can't miss out on that. And that's not the actual cowbell. I should have brought it up here. There's recording. But uh, afterwards, you could get into, it's a bit, pretty big building where the museum is. That's why they had a room there that they could have the expo in. And uh, it was a small one, but I thought it was a good expo. Uh, overall, they had your basic vendors. Uh, they had some uh, wine glass series merchandise. Everything, the things I bought did say, you know, wine glass on it. So, got in the mood with that. And luckily, as I mentioned before about the shoes, there was a place, shoot, uh, place set up there at the expo. Oh man, can't think of what the name of them now. And true, I buy most of my shoes at. Uh, Second soul here in Boardman, but even though I know Josh Boggs and they have excellent customer service, I thought asking him to drive all the way to four and a half hours to Corning, New York to bring me shoes was a little uh, excessive to ask of anybody. Uh, so I ended up being able to buy a new pair, and luckily they were a pair. And I normally don't advertise, but I'm a pretty—I've become a pretty good uh, fan of 
a Brooks shoes. I um, have several uh, Brooks Ghost uh, glycerins. I've had them a few times now. And they had the Brooks Ghost, so I felt very comfortable in that. Even though I did realize later on these were the first pair of 13s that I had. And when I talked to the guy, he suggested uh, leave them on all day, you know, so you can get some walking around, get them broken in a little bit. And, you know, most of the shoes I get, I don't worry about doing too much to break them in. I do feel the shoes pretty much ready to go. And I've been told before, you don't really need to. Oh, gee, come on, Pico. Producer. Uh, going in and out. So after I took care of that, went out into, it's their gift shop, if you will. It's a pretty, their store, uh, lots of glass items. You say they had glass pumpkins. They made some just for the event that were like this purple and blue, like uh, stained glass. And they had other regular pumpkins, obviously for the season. And I'll be uh, picking up one of the regular orange pumpkins. Uh, just uh, the the specialty made one, yeah. They, they were they looked nice too, but I guess uh, were more traditional. They had a truck there, uh, like singing. Oh, what was on there? Uh, glass shops or something, and they had like it looked like they were trying to do the, like one of those old style scenes with the pumpkins in the back of the truck, and they made some really big ones. I didn't even look at the price on those ones. The regular glass ones were expensive enough. Uh, or either that or I just don't know how much glass pumpkins and glass items like this should cost. But anyway, um, so I was at the expo and looking around there for a while, not realizing where the everything was. So because after I got out and went back to my car, the, everything I had gotten, uh, you know, my shirt, had my bib number. I was 4282, if anybody wants to look it up. And I did buy some more Gooder sunglasses. I know you're all thinking, yeah, I, I needed those because I only had like 10 pairs and probably had three or four pairs with me. But they were burgundy. They were the wine glass ones. Uh, I didn't get to wear them in the race, but they did match the bib if I had worn them in the race. Uh, and they see wine glass on the inside of them. So I was kind of excited about that. It's always nice to have a pair to match that. And I forget what I had to get. I, I stopped in Wegmans just to get a couple little snacks for the day because I didn't really bring much food. And uh, this is one thing I really liked about the Corning area. The whole area. Uh, as I went to uh, Wegmans is a grocery store that sponsors. They're the title sponsor for the uh, Wine Glass Half Marathon. There. And... They had went through the baking section while I'm going into the store. There's cookies there with 13.1 uh, on them. Go fast. Pictures of runners on them and stuff like that. And wine. Some of them say uh, wine glass race series. And it's the Wegmans wine glass half marathon. So I uh, picked up a couple of little things there and made my way over to what they call it the gaffer section, I believe. And it's on Market Street, and it's just a whole line of shops and restaurants, places to go eat and get stuff. And so I went there, looked around, and I didn't even realize it till later. You could have parked over here 
gone to these shops and walked over to the museum. I actually did. There's a bridge over this little river stream. Well, to get there, and you can walk back and forth. And this this section was really nice. It's got that uh, small town, feel, you know, tree lined, uh, and they had all these signs on the uh, oh what is it the lamp post. I have the sign saying wine glass marathon on them. And there's a sign saying good luck runners. And they already had the finish line uh, up. You can see the big banner. And there's a written on the road right where the finish line was. So it, and it just seemed like a lot of the places were just embraced the whole thing. You know, it, I mean, I mean, for the small community, maybe it's really good bringing in business. And, it was just a really nice area and a lot of neat little shops and uh, restaurants to go to. And I did eat lunch there. I had actually, and I didn't realize it till after I parked, there was a running store right there, right next to where I parked. And there was a burrito, uh, I think it was called Little Boomer's Burrito Shop uh, restaurant. So I parked next to that. And I didn't have the burritos. I ended up uh, finding a little, uh, had a panini it was a little italian place so walked around there for quite a while and got checked everything out got to know a little bit about the area figured out where the buses were going to be in the morning and eventually get back to the hotel actually i would took a little break to rest and decided to go back for dinner and end up finding a different little italian pizza shop uh same road because i wanted to be really acquainted with the area Found a little pizza shop and it was excellent and pizza I thought it was great and just cheesy pizza. But it was thin crust because obviously it's going to be New York style because of where we are. So if, if you're, since nobody else is here to ask for me to ask about what type of pizza they had, I had a New York style pepperoni pizza there. Um, I'm sure everybody was waiting to hear that. So that took me through Saturday and Sunday morning. Set the alarms nice and early, got up at 4 a.m. It's said to be there for the buses between 5 and 6.30, and they recommended going for the early buses. Well, I got up at 5, I think it was 4 or 4.30. Anyway, I got up, started getting ready, taking my time, and finally went downstairs because our hotel said they were going to have breakfast at 5. So usually they have it from 6 to 10. They said they'd have it from 5 to 10. Went down there. I actually got a small... But I like eggs and uh, they had some breakfast potatoes and a bagel. And I had put some peanut butter on the bagel. And I didn't really eat um, a lot. I mean, especially for me. Didn't want to overdo it there, but I, I felt like I should. There was such a gap in time because the race actually didn't start till 7.45. So I wanted to make sure I ate something. Because uh, I knew I had almost three, well, two and a half hours from when I'm eating. Uh, and I don't want to be starting the race already hungry and out of fuel. <laughs> but uh, I made sure I didn't overdo it. And so, yeah, with the bagel, I kind of took it with me in 80 after I got over there. Uh, the, where I parked, actually behind that one pizza shop that I ate my dinner at. And I took two minutes to walk over to where... Uh, two three minutes to get where the buses were and got on a bus and took us over there and it's dark and 
I was there before 5.30 to catch the bus. So I was there plenty early. And what's funny is I, I guess our driver didn't know where to go for the half at first and actually passed the place up. And I knew we were going to a school. I hadn't seen him before. I didn't know. And I'm seeing these tents set up and you could see some people. She just kind of went past it. And somebody that on the bus that had actually done the race before uh, said something to her and she would, she finally realized she had, you know, they'd let her know. And she got the bus turned around, went back and dropped us off. And that's when uh, we got off the bus. At first, the school wasn't open. It was supposed to be. They finally got somebody there to open it. And right now there was, in the parking lot, there was just full of uh, uh, Porter Johns. And I guess we had to actually walk down the road a little bit. But they had the school right there. Well, that we did. And we were able to get inside and uh, keep warm and everything. Uh, I'd gone with a short sleeve shirt. I knew, I'm looking at the temperature and the only thing I was worried about was the rain. And I wasn't sure if the short sleeve or the long sleeve was going to be better with the rain. So, that was, uh, got me up to the racing morning. I just kind of sat there, chatted with a few other runners. And you just had to sit on these hard floors, which was, I don't know, that, that was the worst of it, I guess. Uh, finally, started getting closer, had made a stop in to make sure I was taking care of it in the Porter John and walk sort of walking down to the starting line and just the way things have gone for me the past couple of months I haven't got all my runs in uh just wasn't really feeling like I'm good, gonna have this great time so I got talking to somebody and so I think I'll just take it easy and go to the back so there I am uh almost clear to the back of this huge crowd on this road, which is fine. I'd, I'd rather start too far back and get that slow start anyways. Okay, there I was in the back of the pack. I'm getting ready to go. I'm wearing my orange shorts, my new Brooks Ghost, and I have my purple shirt on. As you can tell how stylish I am. Uh, I, so, it's a good running t-shirt. Uh, it says uh, hashtag Team Ange if you want to look her up. And actually what was funny that Friday, uh, the person that I got the shirt for, a former uh, guest host back, well, almost a year ago now, on the podcast had come down and she's been, this was a, well, I wasn't going to go too much of that right now. But this was actually, she had breast cancer, and this was to help raise funds for her fighting against breast cancer, or for breast cancer. And somehow it's become my racing shirt when when it's not too cold out, I guess. So I took a, uh, the race started. Actually, I was so far back, they were actually playing the national anthem, and we couldn't even hear it when they started. And finally things started quieting. It seemed like it started quieting down, all, you know, progressively back. Uh, progressed clear back to us and we were finally able to hear like the second half of it and then we got started there was a probably about a three minute gap uh, they didn't do waves and which is fine a lot I, I didn't because last week we were at Akron and just I don't know if it's state to state or what or just the different people putting it on but other than having to wear a mask in the bus and while we we're in the school there was none of the masking or anything like that so that which was fine um you know everybody has their own level or comfort or not 
And, I, you know, I wasn't going to wear it out when I was outside standing in line to run with. And at first I was trying to figure out why they were having, well, it's a point-to-point -point course. So we were, this is Campbell, New York, and we would run back to Horning. The marathon started in Bath, New York, and would run back through here, and then we'd be on the same course. But they actually started a half hour later than us. Which at first I thought was odd because a lot of races are trying to get everybody done at the same time. But somebody told me they don't want the elites or your front runners bumping into the uh, too many of the rear, rear of the pack. So I started figuring it out because they were saying some of these people run 210, which is possible. Uh, 209, 210. Uh, so I'm thinking as long as I stayed on under 230, I don't have to worry about getting passed. Because I'm figuring the first place is going to be 240. I do believe the runners this year was 219. Uh, which I, you know, that's a great time for a marathon or 220. I think 220. I was at the finish line when the second place guy came in. I haven't looked too much at all the other finishers. Uh, the first place ones. <laughs> uh I, I'm not a 220. I'm not a 220 marathoner at this point in time. So we got started, and the rain had been off and on in the morning. Uh, I don't believe it would start raining then, but then later on we'd have some more rain right shortly after we got going. I was just trying to find a comfortable pace today. I had no great expectations at this point. Uh, the course pretty much lived up to what they said. I, I do believe it was a fast, fast. Uh, fast flat there weren't too many hills a uh, few undulations basically uh, there was some down and always and it wasn't that downhill going from where we were at to Corning New York um, and uh, let's see here but bad thing on the first mile and I was doing some weaving because I maybe I did start too far back than I should have but I, I prefer to do that than uh, have to then start too fast and get caught up going uh, way faster than I should the first mile. It's funny that I got like half mile, like a quarter mile right after we started. I had to, uh, well, go to the bathroom again and pee. <laughs> so kept going. Uh, luckily, like I'm not even a half mile into the race. I saw all some Porter Johns and you had to go around them to get in. I get at first I was like, wow, why do they have these pointing the wrong way? You can't tell if anybody's in, but you wouldn't want the guy coming out, slamming, opening the door, slamming into somebody. So I get around there, took care of that as quickly as I could, didn't lose too much time. Uh, Garmin only had me like a 12 minute mile with that start because uh, the start was a little slow and with the stop there. So started going, got a couple miles in, and I'm doing okay. I wasn't feeling great. Had a couple of uh, goos with me, dad, and was gonna hit the walk through the water store. And I uh, hooked up with Tammy. She's a runner from Cincinnati. I don't even know if I mentioned the podcast to her, which is very odd. Uh, just started talking to her, and we were, and you know, she was wearing an orange shirt. You know, and all the cool people wear orange when they're running. So, and I'm talking to her, but she was following us very. 
uh, strict plan. I guess it'd be called a Galloway plan. She was doing two minutes of running and 30 seconds of walking. In talking with her, I just kept doing that for a while. And I said, all right, I stick with you for a while. Uh, I got into it and it was working for me. And I, I really liked the way my splits were. I don't think I was hurting my splits at all. I may have slowed. I don't know if it's helped or hindered me in the overall progress of the race. Uh, but overall, I think I, I don't think it hurt me. I really was, uh, I was all right with the way it went. What can I say? Uh, overall, but kept talking to her, telling her about me. She was from Cincinnati. We talked about the flying pig. Apparently she did it one year, you know, when it was extremely hot. And I had done it one year when it was extremely hot. Uh, I don't, but she said 18 and I know I did it in 16. So uh, if you're going to Cincinnati, maybe be ready for heat. I know you had to be ready for hills down there, but that wasn't a problem today. Uh, for especially for a half, I guess the full, uh, but right now it was just like I said, it was off and on raining. We talked to some people, we kept this uh, the run walk going, so I'd walk, you know, run for two minutes, walk for 30. And I really like that uh method for these longer distances. Uh, I'd say we were, I was pretty solid, and later in the race, we started picking it up, and I really think we were passing quite a few people. Um, once we got past mile 10, it seemed like at certain points we started picking up. And when I looked at my splits here, uh, they kind of back up when I, when I was thinking. I like looking at the pace chart on Garmin because it was like, up, you know, just the way it looked with the, those constant. That's how I figured it. And that was from like mile threes on. Um, yeah, it was just before mile three, 29 minutes. And all of a sudden I start this thing where two minutes, two minutes, the walk, two minutes. So it makes it. But when I looked at the, the pace, my last two miles were my fastest two miles of the day. And and I'm no speed demon at all. I'm not bragging about that. But it was like a 10.36 and 10.49 pace. And the next uh, fastest mile was Model 3, I did at 10.50. Everything else was over 11. So I averaged, and come on, Pico, in or out. And so I was going along pretty good. And I mean, and like I said about the crowd support, I think if the weather had been better, because it was raining, it was dreary out the whole time. There's some people out there, and sometimes you'd see the same people over again because obviously they were there for somebody else that was trailing us. Come on, if you go in or out. And uh, we went one house. They were apparently they're already decorated Halloween, and they had put some sock. Oh man, I wish I could. I can't make out the what the signs say, but I uh, took a few pictures there. I did take a f couple pictures on the run. Uh, Anyway, well, they had like skeletons sitting in chairs, like they're waving to the runners and a whole bunch of other stuff in their yard for Halloween. So that, that was nice. And we got, like I said, I got to about mile, mile 11. Uh, I saw Meb Kaflenzi. I know, I just saw Meb. I shouldn't even try saying his last name. Uh, he's out there greeting runners and stuff as they come past Meb at that point. 
for the half. It was right at, right about mile 11. There was a water stop, and he's there saying hello to people. So that was kind of nice and inspiring uh, to see a great runner like him out there. Um, but right around mile 12, we're going, all of a sudden, it was like the cloud burst, and it just started pouring. My feet were, you know, they were wet before that. All of a sudden, they're soaked. I'm drenched. Everything just, I mean, it rained all day, but it wasn't this bad at, at any point. So we're, we're, I don't know, it was either mile 12 or just past that, and kept doing the same thing we had been doing, but it, I think I'd been, a, I could remember one year at the Ohio Northern Marathon in Mentor where I ran like 25 miles and then the last mile just got drenched on like this. Yeah, luckily, I mean, that time it didn't rain until near the end. But this time, I mean, we'd been rained on and then it just came down harder and harder going in, uh, which didn't really, I guess it makes for a nice finish. I don't know. Uh, good story, but got in, when we made the turn on the Market Street, where all those shops are, like I was telling you about earlier, uh, we, that's still, you still got a little bit of distance there, but not that you could actually see, finally see it in the distance, the finish line when we had made the turn. And I had wa looked at my watch, seeing the distance, and we were getting uh, around 12 and a half. I did the one walk segment. I finally got it. After that, I said, no, I'm just going to run it in. You know, she said, hey, if you're feeling it, go ahead and go. Uh, and I never even got her last name or nothing, so I, I just know it's Tammy from Cincinnati. So, uh, actually, I, I think I saw a little bit at the finish line when we got into the finish area, and I didn't see her after that. Uh, just the way it happens, I guess. Uh, but I got in there, um, good finish. I didn't realize it at the time. You could hear somebody yelling out your name, and, and that was Bart Yasso. He's the course announcer. He was there calling out everybody's name and stuff, uh, which is really, I think that's a really nice touch when you get something like that, uh, that'll show up for a race and uh, do that and let everybody know, try to get everybody's name out there and stuff. I know they were doing a lot of that with the relay and stuff and, and Akron the week before, but uh, I really, this is a really good race. Uh, I mean, the biggest problem I had were my fault and the weather. Uh, other than the rain, I mean, the temperatures were fine. It would have been a good day to run, but getting that downpour and being drenched just gets miserable after a while. Uh, I mean, well, that was at the end because they gave the Mylar blankets, went past the finish line, I'm getting my medal. I really like the medal. I don't know why I was thinking, oh, why would they give us this? It's clear metal. Of course, it's a glass medal. It's the glass... Uh, wine glass marathon we're right next to where that glass works so uh, but I, I actually like the it's a green and uh, purplish band blue banding around it uh, everything about this race I've pretty much liked uh, overall uh, I could definitely see going here again my um, finishing like I said the only thing I brought my biggest problems were I would get a different hotel closer to the event if I can't get, hopefully if I ever do this again, I'm gonna to try to get the Radis, the uh, Radis in downtown, walking distance to everything. I'm gonna see if there's others that I can do that with. That would make this, put this over the top for me. And 
remember my running shoes so I don't have to go to an expo and buy running shoes. Uh, those were the, I mean, when those are your complaints, that's, there's nothing any race director in the world can do. Come on, Pico. I'm recording here. Uh, can do about the weather and everything else was my, my mistakes. Uh, the shoes, maybe, I don't know. I going Most of the run, I felt okay. But when that downpour hit, that was the only time, there was a few times I thought it felt like my hands were kind of cold, mostly from the rain and stuff throughout the runs. Uh, so, like I said, uh, there's a lot of good things about this. They do have a nice party atmosphere at the finish line. And I went through the, the finish area. Once you finished, somebody gives you your medal. They gave me the Mylar blanket. Uh, you went through the food line. I mean, I guess you could have skipped if you want. Wegmans was there giving out bags and uh, give me a can of ginger ale or cola or whatever you want there. And they had bananas, apples, uh, there was some cookies. At the end, there was some pizza. I ended up getting two pieces of pizza to hold me over for a while. And uh, finally get, went out of there. There was a lot of photographers on the course. So you probably if you if you knew they were coming and you looked decent you might have a good picture out there uh me i i looked at the ones they sent and this is one of the ones that are doing it for the money uh, i don't know if i would buy any of the mostly i have some really goofy faces facials on me they hit they have the watermark on them right now so nothing can really do with them uh i i just say looked at them uh, they came earlier today. Now I, I said, yeah, I got to work on uh, maybe get my hair done right or makeup on correctly. If I'm going to, for marathon pictures and half marathon pictures, if I know there's going to be professionals out there. Uh, okay, and let me think. Anything else about this race I'd like to? Uh, like I said, overall, good experience, good weekend. Uh, Maybe if I had, if I go someplace away races, I'm going to try to make sure I have a, maybe a, at least somebody else going for the race also. I think that would make it a little more enjoyable. I had a good time. I talked to a lot of different runners throughout uh, Saturday and on Sunday just for, you know, and everybody's friendly. And the whole town, like you can see, you can tell the town really gets behind this. And I think that really makes it uh, a big event. And it, it, the, uh, when I was looking at for this year, they had, I didn't even look at the 5K finishers. They had over the 3,000, I think, for that full and a half. And, oh, yeah, uh, because I was so drenched and everything, I got back to my car. And my, this was really nice, too, because I was not very, from, by the time I got out of the uh, fishers area, they had cordoned off, barricaded off. I walked out and the guy said you can go back in and get more food if you want well i saw where the bag drop was so people that left their bags and um i guess that would have been nice if i had thought ah, maybe i could have wore warmer clothes till the start and then dropped it off i didn't even think that way because i said there's no point. my car was so close i just went to my car and i was able to get my dry clothes and stuff so i mean depending on the circumstances i guess that was good or bad uh i mean it's nice they had the bag drop right there but i was so parked so close it didn't i didn't even think i would need it 
but now, now I would, on the other hand, if I had brought a couple of things that I didn't want to just throw away, I could have put them in the bag and sent it back. So something to consider for next time, uh, especially if it's raining. And well, I went back, so I head back to my hotel. And one thing I did, forgot to mention earlier, uh, the route for the half actually went past my hotel. I think we were mile eight or something like that. And when going back, the marathon were, was still going on. So there was quite a few uh, runners out there. And what was funny, I stopped and I was took a few pictures of the marathon uh, runners that are still out there and didn't even realize that I went past where I was supposed to turn to go into my hotel because I'm just watching these uh, for the marathon and realized uh, I'm not even sure we'd be into the section of the marathon I would be in yet. So, <laughs> uh, so they, I got to see them. So, because the other lane was closed, they only had one lane open. I couldn't like just go down and do a U-turn and come back. I had to actually like drive around a big block, and uh, finally it jumped me on the highway. And I, then I got back to my uh, hotel, went up, showered, got everything packed, and got ready to go. And I'm leaving, and now we're to my people, uh, the ones that, if I was running the marathon, this is probably where I would have been at this time uh, when I was thinking about it, because I think I left a little after 12. And, well, here's my other big mistake coming up. I'll, I'll include this. Uh, you can know him geographically. I'm not as bad as uh, Don, but I, I got in my car, got left, and I saw a few runners are still out there, and I'm like, yeah, this is probably where I'd be right now if I was doing the marathon. No, probably no doubt about it. They're struggling. I have a lot of respect for those people. I've been there. I know what it's like. So, in uh, this year, I think I made the right choice in dropping to the half. And I was thinking, man, if they had been in that downpour like I was earlier, and then having to go, I mean, it led up finally. Uh, shortly, like shortly after I finished the race, it led up. But I, I would have felt bad for them going out there to uh, run and have to keep running after you get soaked like that. It's pretty bit tough. But to give them credit, they're out there doing it. And I know that's probably where I would have been, if not further back, when I was going to leave. So I get on the highway, and I was like, you know, this is really simple. Uh, all I got to do is get on 86 West. Hit 90 near Erie, and 90 takes me 11, 11 takes me home. Okay, I I knew once I got on 90 towards Erie, I would know where I'm going anyways. I even turned on my GPS, and uh, apparently I'm uh, somewhere in there. It started raining again while I'm driving, and it's coming down pretty hard. Somewhere around that Bath, New York, 86 splits with 390. 390 takes you towards Rochester. And I didn't realize I took the wrong way. Now, <laughs> this isn't funny. Uh, <laughs> somehow I missed the split, missed, didn't see the sign, and ended up going towards Rochester. I'm driving along for quite a while. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing all these, started noticing a couple of signs saying Rochester. A couple of them, I said, we shouldn't be anywhere near Rochester. What's going on? And... I ended up having to pull up the GPS 
and realized uh, the map and hit to get me home. And the quickest way home was actually I was gonna hit 90 near Rochester. So it turned out rather than turn around, it was gonna be quicker to just keep going that way. So added a hour, hour and a half drive onto my uh, time. <laughs> which was basically driving from Rochester to near Erie, uh, where 86 would, 86 hits 90 just past Erie. So all that distance when I added on, uh, I think, I don't know, hour, hour and a half uh, drive time <laughs> because I went the wrong way there, uh, went past Buffalo. I didn't get off 90 at all. Uh, other than a couple of rest, you know, uh, bathroom stops I did not get off the highway went past Buffalo went basically took 90 till I got down there past Erie till I hit 11 in Ohio went home and nice way to add a little extra get to see some more of the great state of New York um, so that was my little adventure that was my weekend um, like the I, like I said can't say enough good about it and that's the first of three half marathons in the month of October. The next one is a lot closer to home as it's the Youngstown Marathon. And if you've been paying attention, you know I'm an ambassador. And my code is Bruce21. You still have time to sign up. Hopefully you already did. And look for me there. Hey, that's all I can say. Um, if, you if, if you know you're coming or you haven't met me, just let me know. I'll be happy to meet any of uh, my listener. Anybody out there listening that doesn't know me. Uh, another big event coming up. It's the day before. That's Scott and Don are getting uh, married. Uh, so I have warned them and they do assure me there will be uh, pasta carbs for anybody that's going to the wedding and doing the race the next day. So we, we got that going for us. And, and then my third uh half marathon of October is on October 31st. Well, Youngstown's October 24th. Then the 31st, I'm going to Canal Fulton for the Haunted Force uh, Marathon and Half Marathon. When my goal is to beat Brandon Domgowski. Uh, of course, he's running the marathon, so I like my chances. He's done, I think, I'm, I see him getting that three and a half hour uh, marathon and Maybe it'll be about a two and a half hour uh, half. That, that's the plan. Um, after that, we'll see what comes up. Actually, the next two weeks, I'm, I'm debating next weekend whether to do the peace race or not. If anybody has an opinion on that, send it to me. So, well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you have any uh, questions or suggestions or guest ideas, uh, you can... Message me if you know me or email me at justarunner65 at gmail.com. You can also find uh, Just a Runner podcast on Facebook, and we have a Facebook group. So Also, there's a Just a Running Club, uh, Just a Running group on Strava. So if you want to share your runs with us, be happy to come on in. Okay. Thanks for listening.